so this is what it's like. Welcome to The Good, a new podcast produced by Design Works Group, celebrating people and everything good in this world. Good morning, everyone. It is the week of Monday, July 29th. We hope y'all are having an awesome Monday. Um, you are listening to The Good, the podcast that is dedicated to celebrating people and everything good in this world. And that's what we try to do every time we sit down to record. Um, if you're listening, we did record this on Friday. We always record these on Fridays. Yep. So if we mention the weekend or anything like that, we're referring to the weekend that you just had, yep. not the not the upcoming weekend or anything like that. Yep. Um, so if you're listening to this, Logan and I have been looking forward to this Chance the Rapper album. Really, like, really looking forward to it. It's Friday right now. It's supposed to be released today. We both stayed up till 1, 2 in the morning yep. waiting for this to be released. It's still not out. No. And it was supposed to come out at really 11 p.m. our time. Yeah. When every other album that was releasing today came out. Yeah. So that being said, we both might be a little bit more tired than usual. Yep. Right now. Yeah. Because we were dedicating ourselves to Chance the Rapper fanhood. Yep. In order to get like one of the first listens to this album. Yeah. And it never came out. And just to kind of bring some energy to the room, we both decided to throw some uh, some do-rags on, <laughs> you know, just to mix it up, just yeah. to bring some energy. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know if we rock it very. You rock it really well. I don't know if I do, man. I think you do. Nice. You, we, you look like you're about to play um, in the Wimbledon. Once we figured out how to throw that thing on and did it right, it looks like you're supposed to be wearing that at all times. I like it, Especially man. Especially when, when you throw those sunglasses on with it. Yeah, I was feeling. I was definitely feeling myself when I put them on. Yeah, you can pull. You can pull off that style. Logan has like the do rag style. I just have like the headband style. Yeah, I got the flap coming out but the you, back. Yeah, you you can pull that off. I can't. That's nice when people bring us uh, promotional products. Yeah. I didn't think these would be useful. They're very comfortable, and I love them. I might have to do every single podcast that we ever do with this thing on my head. I feel now. more confident with it. I, I feel very, like, comforted. <sighs> like my ears feel comfortable under the under this, even though my ears aren't under it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I just feel comfortable. If you yeah. wonder what they look like, the top, uh, I think we put, they posted a picture on the DesignWorks group uh, Instagram and Facebook page. Yeah. If you want to look at it. Yeah. Well, man, what's good in your life right now? Well, I'm excited about the Chance the Rapper album still. Like I'm still like legitimately excited about it. So I'm not giving up on that yet. That was also number one on my list. So thanks for stealing that from me. Sorry. You, you can still have it too because we're both excited. But two things I wrote down this week because I did a better job of thinking about this before because I haven't been doing good. Is one, uh, this coming week we are hiring a new person and bringing a new person to our team. Yeah. And I'm really excited about that. Um, she's going to be great and... I am excited to bring a new person to the family. So that's a huge win. And the second one is uh, I've eaten a lot better this week. Well, good. Yeah. I've minimized the amount of eight and the amount of processed food for the most part. Definitely still having some processed food. And I feel better. I'm, I'm trying to get back to that, too. I went like one week and I ate super good. I was eating like bags of broccoli for lunch. Yes, you were. When you were bragging al al about Along it. with like grilled chicken and like a whole bag, like one of those like steam fresh bags of broccoli which has like four servings i would just 
eat some grilled chicken and like the whole four serving bag of that. And I felt better. Yeah, I do. I, feel I, I, I didn't feel better directly after lunch because I had like the like the like the broccoli bubbles in my stomach. Yeah, <laughs> but, I think uh, also the water consumption's helped. So yeah. feel better. And then I also finished uh, Last Chance You. Mm, great show. show. So great bu- show. Bummed a little bit. I got to wait a year for another season, but um, yeah, it's been a great week. Yeah. What about you, man? What's good? The Chance album. Hopefully, we'll get to hear some new Chance today. Yep. Yesterday, again, this is this is Friday, uh, July twenty sixth. Yesterday, Thursday, July twenty fifth, was the one month mark, uh, like from our due date. Yep. So our due date is August twenty fifth. Yesterday's July twenty fifth. So we got one month until we have a baby. I don't know. That's obviously good news. I'm I'm like kind of at that worried point, but I'm also just super looking forward to having a son. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm about to be. I guess I'm already a dad. But yeah, about to have a about to have a dang son about outside the womb. Yeah. He's about to be outside the womb. The fence is finished. Finally, this is like the fourth episode talking about the fence. It's finished. The dogs are contained inside the yard. I don't have to wake up and chase them in the mornings now. That's a huge win. That's a big win. You've had to earn it's, that fence it's, too. It's not completely finished, but it's to the point that I wanted it to be by the time I started working on the nursery. So Good. I started working on the. The nursery last night because I got to the point where I could call it quits on the fence because it was all the structures up, the wires up, everything's good for you, man. Like it's going to contain the yard, so it's going to serve its purpose. I just got to add some uh, some stain to a couple parts, and that's about it. Um, so that's that's finished. I can stop worrying about that and stop being frustrated with that. Good for you. And yeah, the nursery is almost done as well. We got the crib moved in. We got the dresser moved in. We got a glider in there. I started working on the wall, uh, the back wall. Last night it's halfway finished. Just killing it. So yeah, we're about to we're about to be prepared to have a nursery. Yeah. To house a human. A human. So that you're gonna love and raise forever. Yeah. In fact, there's a there's a lot that could be stressing us out right now, and there's there is a little bit of stuff that's stressing us out right now. But most of it's like, man, we're blessed. There's a bunch of goodness yeah. in our life right now. I think the cool part too is that none of it matters. Yeah. It's stressful just because of stuff you want to get done, need to get done. But end of the day, if your baby was here today and none of that stuff was ready, it wouldn't matter. Yeah. It'd be we got fun. A, yeah. We got a crib. That's basically all you need, right? Oh, yeah. For sure, man. I don't even, I mean, for the first, like, I feel like for the first few months of Ellie's life, we didn't even use her room that much outside of just putting her to bed and we change her or whatever. But you could really change your kid anywhere. So all the other things are just kind of convenience for you. Yeah. So, yeah, it's nice to have it prepared, especially if it makes mom, if it makes mom happy. Yeah. You know, if she feels more comfortable, it's definitely worth it. But, yeah, yeah, the bet there's nothing better than just holding your kid. So it'll be the greatest thing ever. Sweet. That should be on my list, man. What? I'm just excited. I'm going to be just in the, for, in the waiting room crying. For our kid? Yeah. Dude, I'm going to be, I'm going to lose it. Dude. I'm going to lose it. Oh, I didn't lose it at first. It took me a little while. I, th- I think it's going to be like the first time I hold him and I just like look at his face. Got it. Man, I don't know. I, don't, I have no idea what's going to happen to me. I thought that I was going to be like really flooded. And I think that I was just still in shock a little bit. Yeah. Because her, she got stuck and so her head was kind of jacked up. And so I was like kind of just, I wasn't worried about it, I didn't care. But I was just kind of like still in this awe of like what all just happened. And then when uh, Dr. Kaiser, when Jake walked around the corner and I saw Jake, I just blacked out and cried. Just lost it. He was like, hey, man, it's good. This is a good thing. I was like, oh, I know. I just like became real. Yeah. And then what it really got me is I was, when everyone left and I was in the room, 
and I was just holding her and Katie was asleep and I was just walking with her and I was like, oh. Yeah. Like you're you're literally ours now. Yeah. Like the hospital's not going to take care of you in a few days. I, I just keep uh, picturing like the first moment I'm like holding him, like the whole like holding thing where you like have his your hand behind his head. He's like facing you and just like looking at him like, oh, he's my son. Yeah. yeah. I hope create this. <laughs> Whew. Man. The best man. Yeah. And I want to apologize to you before we get started. My, I have like some sinus stuff. So if I like have to turn my mic off and sneeze or whatever. You caught them allergies. I caught allergies. I think so, man. I was asking Jerry before this if you can catch allergies because I've never had them, but I think I'm starting to get them. And so I think that they are contagious and people don't realize it. Just everybody sneezing their snot everywhere and you caught yeah, it. Caught allergies. You caught it. Yeah, it's a bummer. But it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. You got a haiku? I do have a haiku. Happy hi hi a hi hi a haikus. I struggled writing this this morning. You heard me in there kind of griping. I saw you counting on your fingers the syllables. I haven't clapped. I was even doing the clap thing. Um, but you proud of it? I am proud. So I'm at, I'll, I'm not in the greatest mood today, mainly because I'm tired. But I'm fighting through it. Thanks, Chance. So this one, yeah, thanks, Chance. So this one kind of came from a. Uh, I guess a frustrated perspective. Okay. Right. Life is way too short to hold on to these grudges. Forgive Nelson Cruz. Life is way too short to hold on to these grudges. Forgive Nelson Cruz. Man. I needed I needed to forgive him. Yeah. I hadn't forgave him yet. I saw he uh, he was trending on Twitter yesterday because he had hit like three home runs in yep. their game, and I even got like a notification from the MLB at bat app. It's like uh, Nelson Cruz is leading off the ninth inning as a chance to become like the 18th player to hit four home runs in a game. That's just immediately what I, what I think of when I hear when I, I see the word or see the name Nelson Cruz or hear his name. If you is, don't know if you don't know what we're talking about, Nelson Cruz should have caught a ball in right field that would have won the Rangers a World Series in 2011. 11. Yeah. yeah. So kind of hard, but one play can't define that man's life. Yeah. And I've got to let it go. Forgive Nelson Cruz. So forgive Nelson Cruz. Forgive him. So love yeah. you, Nelson. I'm sorry I held on to that. And I wish you the best. Yeah. It's a big step for me. Yeah. It is going to be. I feel like I'm going to be a better fan. If uh, who does he play for now? The Twins. Yeah. If somehow they win, which they 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 got a pretty good team this year. If somehow they win the World Series and us and I have to watch him celebrate. I know. Or if he catches the final out. Yeah. Control. Against the wall in right field. I don't think he plays. With, I think he should mainly DH as <laughs> yep. well. But yeah, That's forgive him. That was that was a that was a fun year, and Nelson Cruz had a lot to do with that. He did. He he got us to that point. He was a big yeah. part of that. So he, he was I got to do a better job with that. We forgive you, Nelson. All right, here is mine. This is who I am. Every wrinkle tells a tale. A past ripe apple. This is who I am. Every wrinkle tells a tale. A past ripe apple. Why'd you write that? Why'd I write it? Yeah. So I did, I, I wrote like these first two lines and I think I had a, a original, originally my third line was different, mm. um, but it started out as like this super deep haiku and it's still, it's still a little bit deep. If you can get under the skin of the wrinkles, like every wrinkle, was, I was telling it, I wrote this like 
from the perspective of, of a person with a bunch of wrinkles and their wrinkles telling a story of their life. Mm. But then I went to the past ripe apple last line. Mm. So I like a- it. Apples have a tail too. They start, they, they start from a seed, grew on a tree, yeah, were plucked, put in a fridge to eat, and maybe they were left in the fridge because somebody forgot to eat them. Yeah, but they're still an apple. I got a story, even though their wrinkles might not uh, might say that I'm not good to eat anymore. They're still they're still an apple. Still an apple. They're just past their season. They pa- they're past their season. So I like that. I think yeah. that's good. Yeah. So I feel like it's deep on a lot of levels. That's where it came from. I like it. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. If you're down and feeling kind of crappy, well, guess what? We'll make you happy. Happy headlines. Yeah. Boom. Did you have some luck finding some headlines this week? I did. Was it difficult? I struggled a little bit. Yeah. So. Getting in my own head. Yeah. It's, it's a lot easier for me now. I just put it off until Friday mornings every morning or every week. I think what frustrated me about this week is that I did collect headlines, but then I'm, I'm always trying to find a better one and I need to just, I just naturally go to certain ones. And so I'm trying to broaden my horizons a little bit, but Hey, it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. All right. I'm sometimes not, you have to say that enough to believe it. Yeah. And sometimes you're saying it to pitch the title of the podcast. Yeah. It's all the good. That's all it is. It's all the good. <laughs> all right. I'm kind of continuing the theme from last week with uh, another college, like a college tuition themed uh, story. Okay. Are we going one, one, one? Are yes, we- do one, one. Because my, my two aren't really connected this week. Okay. The only reason I did mine back to back last week was because they were kind of connected around the same theme. And this first one is still around that that same theme as last week. So this headline is a whole new world. New law lets Pennsylvania foster kids attend college tuition free. Um, so you mentioned Last Chance U and yep. this this season of Last Chance U. Um, they brought in like a lot of the I forgot I forget exactly what the town is called. The town's not Independence. Is that the name of the college, or is that the name of the town too? I think it's the name of the town. Okay, so I think this the small town in Kansas. This uh, the season they brought in like um, some of the perspective from a lot of the residents of the small town, and a lot of the residents were like talking about um, them having to pay higher taxes to support the football program and all this. And there was like this um, battle between hey, this this football program is bringing a lot of people and a lot of recognition to this town, but then they're also having to pay more taxes in order to support this football program. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of like residents who are pro football program and then a lot of uh, residents who are anti football program. But yep. there's this philosophy teacher during the show who makes a comment and just a little uh, summary of the show. It's basically these guys get in trouble or they have a rough childhood. They don't have like a lot of means to go, um, to a D1 college or anything like that, or they've like been cut from a D1 college because of trouble they've gotten into. Yep. And that's the whole, why it's called last chance you. Um, so a lot of these, these kids that are part of the football program, they, they go here um, kind of as a, a last resort to try and reach their goals. Um, so this football program is supporting these kids and trying to give them another chance. 
Um, but as they are cutting between interviews with the residents, some of them being pro football program, anti football program, there's this philosophy teacher who is super invested and particularly it like highlights his relationship with one of the students named KD and KD. I don't think, I don't know if he necessarily got in trouble. He just kind of grew up rough and parents were separated. He grew up, I think it was in new Orleans and just didn't have the best childhood. And this philosophy teachers, he just commented, and this is a summary. This isn't like a, like a quote. He just said something along the lines of, if you aren't willing to pay taxes to send a KD to college, I've got nothing for you. Yeah. Like he, he sees a big picture of like, hey, you might be paying more taxes, but you're like your taxes are, you can see the lives that are changing. Yeah. Like you can like actually see a lot of times we can't see the changes that our tax money is going to. So all that to say, um, I know like college tuition free programs, a lot of people are against them because it typically means that they're paying more for yep. something. But this whole um, program is for foster kids to attend tuition, to uh, attend college tuition free in Pennsylvania. Um, so this had a few quotes from uh, a few different foster kids in Pennsylvania, one of them being Dustin Moore, who has been in foster care since he was 14. And Dustin... He, he wanted to be, or he wants to be either an electrical engineer or in the social work industry. Um, so both of those require a college degree. Um, and knowing that, he put his plans on the back burner after graduating high school um, because he just didn't see like a means. He didn't have the f- financial means to, to actually go to college. Yep. And he said he had been after graduating he had been too busy preparing for his 21st birthday which is when the system which is when he gets is required to be out of the like foster care system and he's expected to survive on his own so instead of like planning planning for college or gathering money to go to college he was more planning for his 21st birthday when he is going to be kicked out of the foster care system and be expected to survive on his own. Mm. Um, so he was trying to find a place to live, and he was trying to find a way that he could get food for several months in the future to be able to live and everything. Um, and he just figured that he'd go to college in a few years when he could afford it, when he had his house and all the other necessities of life in place. And again, this is a kid who that wasn't necessarily taught to him as much as other kids because he grew he like grew up in the the foster care system so he didn't have biological um parents presence most of his life um and like regard regarding this he said i was going to wait until i had more of my own money saved up because i don't want to worry about getting a loan so he he wanted to go to college he wanted to be an electrical engineer or in the social work industry he graduates high school um, knows that he gets kicked out of the foster care system at 21. Mm. And then he also has the the thought that if I go to college, I'm probably going to have to pull out this huge student loan. And that tacked on top of me trying to like live on my own. I don't know if it's worth it. So then Pennsylvania comes in and they 
create this new law, which allows foster kids to attend college tuition free. Um, and it's called the Fostering Independence Through Education Act. And it was signed into law um, by their governor on June 28th. So this is still pretty recent. Um, and it waives the tuition for youth who are in foster care age 16 or older, including those who have aged out of the system or been adopted. So Dustin fits this criteria. Um, and it is for like all Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania colleges and universities, including public, private a community college and state related schools and it will begin accepting the waivers for the fall 2020 semester um Boom. yeah it's it's a kind of a big deal it'll change these these kids lives some of these kids lives hopefully um the waivers can be used for up to five years or until a student reaches age 26 um the average tuition for universities whether it's a community college, university, or a state-run program, the average tuition is $7,700 per year. Mm. So that would be a lot for a foster kid uh, coming out of the foster program. Yeah, no program. back support at all. Yeah. Um, so they basically build um, support in this program. They have a point of contact at schools, um, and it's basically a person who's – their only job will be to help foster kids navigate the financial aid process and find support services on campus. Um, there is some stipulations to it. So people who might be coming from, well, I just don't want to pay for like everybody to go to college. Like some people don't deserve to go to college because they haven't like put in the effort. So with that in mind, there's a stipulation that foster kids must have graduated from high school mm. or earned a G GED. So, okay. They have to at least have graduated, so it can't be somebody who, like, dropped out from high school. Um, and also, when they go to college, they must maintain satisf satisfactory academic progress as defined by each college or university. Um, this was a – I thought this was an interesting stat, and this was according to the Annie E. Casey Foundation. And their findings were 70% of foster youth want to go to college – but they attend at less than half the rate of their peers. And only about 14% of those who make it to college eventually earn a degree, and they typically take six years or more to finish. And I'm assuming that's because they have like a whole new life they have to adjust to. Yeah, like they sure. aren't part of a program. They're on their own for um, and having to survive on their own yeah, for the first time in a while. They probably weren't necessarily like taught – anything that is going to help them live on their own. They had a budget, so had a grocery shop. Yeah, so I, th I think that kind of explains some of those stats that only like 14% of those who make it to college eventually earn a degree. Like I, I feel like they are just like the financial part of it probably just overwhelms and they eventually drop out. Yeah, for sure. And that's like just my inference. That could be completely wrong. Um, but yeah, I think this uh, opens up a huge opportunity f for foster kids. And I think it's, I think it's cool that people can like directly see their tax dollars impacting people's kids. lives. Yeah. Yeah. That's everything. Yeah. It's easy to get yeah. caught up in some of that. You know, that my money shouldn't have to go there, but I think that's a pretty cool, uh, 
pretty cool program. This whole article good for them. This whole article closed with this quote: "If you're in foster care, I bet you any amount of money that at one point in your life you're told that you're going to be nothing. You can go to college and prove that person wrong. It opens up a whole new world for us." And that's what uh, Dustin said about this program. So he's probably been he's been obviously he's been told that a lot that you're gonna be you're going to be nothing, and then this whole program kind of gives him a new a new opportunity. Yeah, a legitimate yeah. chance. Yeah. So, I thought that was cool. That's really cool. And I hope it. Uh, I hope these hope these kids take advantage of that chance and prove these people wrong. That tell them they're going to be nothing. Yeah, America is a beautiful place. Mm-hmm. No matter how people feel, it's a land of opportunity. Not everyone gets to start at the at a fair place. Yeah. So giving some of these people a little bit of a, um, they definitely didn't get a head start. Yeah. So giving them at least um, some navigation and and some tools to get a little farther ahead, I think, is a game changer. Yeah. That's dope. That's dope. That makes me that makes me happy. That's the good. good. The good. The good. I'd like to do a quick update, if that's all right with you. Yeah. So last week I talked about um that couple who had their baby on 7 Eleven mm-hmm. and at 7 Eleven PM. Crazy. I think it was PM. Weighing 7 Eleven. Crazy. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, here's a picture of this sweet little baby wearing a 7 <laughs> Eleven. So seven eleven outfit. Did seven eleven donate that to them? Did they did they jump on to the story? I don't know. I know that in so in the article in this update, I'll just do this real quick. That they were gonna reach out to to seven eleven, um, the gas station, and I don't know if they ever got the chance. Um so what happened was they, they ended up reach seven eleven ends up reaching out to them and saying, um, you know, after catching wind of this incredible news, seven eleven decided to pledge seven thousand one hundred and eleven dollars seven one 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 um to the newborns college fund to honor their entry into the world so that was pretty dope Seven Eleven heard um stepped up and uh donated so you know any uh big gulps you could buy with that much money you could you a definitely lot. could so what if that was like a stipulation and they're giving the money like you have to spend all seven thousand one hundred and eleven dollars at your local Seven Eleven. Hey, that's a lot of gas. That's a lot of gas. That's a lot of gas. And that's a lot of Slurpees and a lot of big gulps. It, it's a lot of Slurpees, especially if you pace it out and you always go and get the. I mean, you get free one every year. Yeah. So they said along with this pledge, uh, the brand has also provided the family with diapers, Seven Eleven onesie. So I was wrong. They did give it and other newborn goodies to help um, her parents along the way. Cool. So good for Seven Eleven. Yeah. And what a. It's kind of a, a weird transition from the story you just told a little bit. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're just born um, at a lucky time. Yeah. And you get blessed, and I think that's super cool. With a lucky weight on a lucky day. Yeah. <laughs> that happens to perfectly match a corporation. Yeah. You know. So, um, I thought that was pretty awesome. All right, my first headline. Um, it's kind of cool. So, did you, when you were a kid, did you go to Payless? Payless Shoes? Yeah, did you ever get shoes there? Uh, I don't think I ever got shoes there. I, <laughs> I for sure, w- like, looked at shoes there. I yeah. don't know if I ever bought any there. I remember we used to always get our school shoes there, like, younger. And uh, so, Payless is closing oh. everywhere. And so, basically, in Fort Smith, Arkansas, um, this lady and her daughter were going into Payless. It was, you know... She's going out of business, and she was going to go buy some shoes for the kids. Um, and she said, the lady, the mom said as she was checking out, um, she looked at the cashier and just said, how much for the rest of the shoes in the store? Um, kind of joking. And she could see, like, the clerk was, like, 
kind of like, wait, what? She's like, uh, like, ser- like, how much for all of them? And she said that uh, her daughter was looking, um, her oldest daughter was looking and saw like a pair of like Avenger shoes. And she was like, asked her mom, like, hey, can we get these? Because there's a boy in my class that loves the Avengers. I would yeah. love to buy them for him. And so her mom was just saying like how big of a heart she had and like super encouraged by that. Well, the mom gets a call that day from the district manager telling her like she could buy the rest of the shoes in the store if she wanted to. So she was thinking just based on looking at the inventory in there, there's probably two to 300 pairs of shoes. But that same day that she asked that, the store had actually received a brand new shipment of shoes. So it wasn't 200 or 300 pairs of shoes. It was actually like 1,500 shoes. And so she, she like she said that now she's like trying to figure out how am I going to get 1,500 pairs of shoes home today? So she buys all of the shoes at this pay list, just buys all of them. And they just kind of decided like, hey, we're going to use these to uh, help out kids in the community. And so this quote is what kind of got me. She said, I always tell my kids, if you ask them what they want to be when they grow up, they say, be kind. And so I don't care what they do with their life as long as they're kind and good people. And uh, she reiterates that, that that if their heart's in the right place, and if that's all that matters, then they will do amazing things. And so being kind to people is what she wants her kids to be. So she saw that as an example to say, hey, let's do this. So the family is going to put together a back-to-school bash on the weekend before classes and even has, like, the date in here and where it's going to be. Um, but they've partnered up with another, ch- like, a church in town, and they're going to be giving away, like, school supplies. Um, but what I think what really, like, made me love the story was um, I'm sure the mom was somewhat joking. I don't think that she probably went into Payless to buy every bit of Payless's shoes. But her daughter is like that little moment like spurred in her, her daughter like wanting to buy something for a classmate. And then she'd be like, you know what? We're going to buy every bit of these shoes and we're going to um, give them out to the community. And they said that the, the family actually said that there's been so many people in the community reaching out to them, um, like wanting to donate like school supplies and shoes to this, like what's going on. So her action to step out and do something chaotic, that's got to be also incredibly expensive. Yeah. Um, but it's rallied a community to say like, hey, let's do something different. Let's. There's a lot of kids not getting to um, have new shoes or have shoes to go to school in or um, school supplies. So I thought that was crazy. So yeah. Payless is going out of business. That's a bummer. Um, but uh, that mom... I think it's it's a beautiful reminder, and I, I think that's probably something that I hope for my my kids is that I don't care if they take over this company or if they whatever, but if they're kind and love people, I think that's a win. Yeah, you can do anything. You can be anybody and do that. Yeah. So. Yep. Shout and, out to that. And by her like taking that step and doing all that, and like the community rallying around her, I bet like there's going to be connections made around being kind that are going to last a lifetime. Yep. There's going to be these connections made based on like the, the simple thing, like being kind is a pretty simple thing. It is. But we make it so hard sometimes. This, this lady just like took the risk, did this, and people are rallying around her, and I bet there's going to be friendships made based on a family being kind. For sure. So that's cool. Yeah, beautiful thing, man. All right, 
my next one has to do with a little bit of Star Wars. Okay. A little bit of prosthetics. Okay. That's basically it. Star Wars and prosthetics. Mainly prosthetics. So the the headline is improved prosthetic hand has a lighter touch and easy grip. Um, and I don't know why I'm, I'm laughing. I think it's just, it's, it starts talking about um, Star Wars. All of it Wars. coming together. It starts talking about Star Wars uh, in, in the in the story. And it, I don't know. I liked it. Um, but there's this new robotic arm named after Luke Skywalker that enables amputees to touch and feel again. It's so sensitive that one of the recipients who um, is the feature of the story, his name is Kevin, I don't know how to say his last name, I'm going to butcher it, Kevin Wagamot. Wagamot, I think that's how you say it. Sounds right. Um, that he can, he was able to like pluck grapes without crushing them and he even like peeled a banana and was a- even able to send text, all with this prosthetic arm. Um, Kevin, he lost his left hand um, and part of his arm in an electrical accident in 2002. So he's been living for, what is that now, 17 years without a lot of his left arm. I guess his left hand and part part of his left arm. Okay. Um, and it, 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 in the story, he, he's like testing out these, these different things. He's like the only person who participated in this, like experiment with this new prosthetic. So he's, while he's going through these experiments, um, it, it kind of starts working and their, their studies start working and their experiments start working. And he tries it, he tries it for the first time. And it says that he like got emotional when he was able to uh, clasp his hands together and fill the space between his thumb and his index finger using a 3D printed prosthetic hand in 2016. So this is like the f- uh, first formation of this prosthetic they were working on. And he was just got super emotional because he was able to fill space between his fingers, like from this 3D printed prosthetic. Um, How's that possible? Yeah, I have, I have no idea. Um, and he said that was the first time that he had ever felt anything in his left hand since his amputation. So 17 years without feeling anything in his left hand. The like initial um, attempt to create this prosthetic through a three D printed one, he's able to fill like just his hands and stuff. Um, they continue the experiments to to make it better, and the second time he was able to grasp his wife's hand and feel her touch, um, and this time is through like a newly designed experimental process prosthetic hand. Um, that can actually be like directed with the user's mind. So it's, it's, it's connected to Kevin's brain somehow. And he's able to, he was able to feel like the touch of his wife on his left hand for the first time in 17 years, which had to have been emotional. Um, it's like a different level from the people putting on the uh, the glasses to see color for the first yeah. time to actually feel that. Yeah, oh, which whatever. which also seems like I think that's something we take for granted, just like being able to like feel s- stuff. Yeah, like, like seriously, like I I never like consciously like oh I'm able to fill this cup. How oh. dumb does that sound if you think about it? Yeah, we we take for granted something that simple. Yeah, and this guy's getting to experience it. Yeah, that's wild. Man. Which which he he like knew what it felt like. Like pre-injury, yeah, yeah, and then he lost that for seventeen years, and now he's able 
Do you remember? I wonder if you like. I don't know. At that point, it's like it's got to be so foreign. Yeah, because seventeen years is a pretty uh, long time. Um, but again, he was the like sole volunteer for it was a fourteen mo- fourteen month study conducted by a team based at the University of Utah and also brought in um, some, some collaborators from the University of Cleveland or oh, right. University of Chicago and the uh, Cleveland Clinic. And this team. They adapted a commercially developed prosthetic named the Luke Arm after Luke Skywalker. That's awesome. Because Luke got his his hand chopped off um, from that from that lightsaber from his daddy. First off, so he lost his hand. And that's then, a spoiler because I haven't seen. Oh it. shoot! I'm sorry. Do you know who his daddy is? When I refer to that, no, I've never. Okay. I don't even know what Star Wars is. Okay. Oh, you don't know what Star Wars is? Okay, no. you're good then. No, just, just, just don't ever watch it, and it won't be spoiled for you. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, uh, it's named after Luke Skywalker for you people who do know what Star Wars is and know that he lost his hand in a duel with his I didn't know it was daddy. in a duel. Oh, well. It could have been in like a machine accident. Yeah, like a lightsaber duel. I didn't know that. And that is, that's actually a great name. Yeah. Um, so this original Luke prosthetic it had been designed to perform a variety of movements. Um, but then this, this team came in from Utah and they significantly improved it by figuring out how to mimic the way the human brain sends a signal to the hand to touch an object and how the hand sends a signal back to the brain in response to touching it. So they're bringing in like yeah, brain waves to the hand and how the, how the hand responds to that and everything. It's a two-way this, street. Which I don't understand how any of this works, so I'm probably going to sound super ignorant trying to talk about this. Um, but they said like the nerves that communicate and control the hand and the nerves that send information back up to the brain still exist even after the hand has been amputated. So they're trying to figure out a way to connect these, these, um, nerves again so that like the ability to touch and feel is, is reconnected. Um, so they basically do this by implanting electrodes, which again, I don't know what electrodes are, but it sounds, you know, what electrodes are No, Do you know what electrodes are? Uh huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should put that, that do-rag on. Yeah. You got I know smarter. So they implant electrodes in like the nerves of Kevin's forearm. Okay. In order to like get these nerves and these signals like connecting with each other again. Um, and then it's basically able, like after they implanted these, like Kevin was able to command his prosthetic hand Using his brain. No. Yeah. Bluetooth. I don't know. I don't, I'm yeah, just there might be Bluetooth in the prosthetic, and they implanted Bluetooth in his brain. I have no idea. Yeah, that's a, that's unreal. But sometimes they somehow they implanted these electrodes in his forearm, and now he's able to like command his hand to do stuff and feel stuff with his brain, dude. Like, how's that? How's that even possible? Can you imagine being in the room and you're one of these scientists, and the first time you, y'all get it to work? That moment of realizing that you just reworked the human body with technology. Yeah. That's that, that's that's so far beyond what I can understand or yeah. even do. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I don't I don't understand at all how that works. But yeah, he has a new prosthetic hand and he's able to feed himself, load a pillow into a pillowcase, which I have a hard time doing. Yeah, I do too. That's what, like one of my least favorite things to do. I wonder if you can put a fitted sheet on a bed. That's the hardest that's, thing to do. That's even harder on Earth. I don't know if we just have super unique pillows and the pillowcases are just fitted 
too snug for the pillow. It's perfect. But I can't do it. It's hard. I can't do it. I always, Emily always does it. I'm like, I always get frustrated because I get like half the pillow in and then it kind of turns a little bit. So then like the pillowcase isn't fitting on like straight with it. Yeah. I'm like, I, I just mind. give up. Yeah. I do the whole like holding just the pillowcase, trying to, <laughs> trying to bounce the pillow in there. It just doesn't go in. That's and a this, cool. That's a cool example they use though. Cause that's like an yeah. everyday thing. This dude can load a pillow into a pillowcase. I can't do that. And he can put his wedding ring on oh, and fill cool. it and everything. So Good for him, man. Yeah. Just technology is kind of crazy and just the ability to implant electrodes into a forearm and yeah. then reconnect signals and nerves from the brain to the hand. And, and now he can control his hand and fill with his hand again. And it's all commanded by his brain. Good for it's him. It's all connected. What in the world? Good for him and good for the people that... What a time to yeah. be alive, man. Yeah. What a freaking time. Let's go. You got any more on that? That's it. <clears throat> I'm really excited about this one. I'm really excited about this headline. So you are you may remember, there's this guy named um, Antorio Davis. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that right. Antorio Antorio. I, I just butchered this guy's last name. So, well, Mr. Davis, if I'm saying your name wrong, I apologize. I doubt people were listening to this podcast in order to hear people's names pronounced that's, correctly. Yeah, that's a good point. Which, if you if you are one of these people and you're listening to this podcast and we mispronounce your name and it offends you, we're sorry. Let us know. Yeah, let us know. We'll come back and apologize and we'll say it. But I'm sorry. We're, we're doing our best. I'm not very good at that. But Mr. Davis became a viral sensation a while back and you know him. He is the back it up Terry guy. Yes. Back it, Terry. My favorite video. Terry. I think that's my favorite video of all time. If you don't know that that video, you definitely need to look it up. Um, it was, I think it was a few years ago. It was in 2017, and they were letting uh, some friends were lighting fireworks off, and um, they were letting Terry do it. And Terry's in a wheelchair, and Terry goes to light it, and his wheelchair malfunctions, and he's not going anywhere, and they're going off. And the the thing that makes the video actually funny, I know what I just described doesn't sound funny. But what makes the video so funny is the people yelling in the background, Terry, Terry, oh, Lord, Terry, back it up, Terry. <laughs> um, so funny. Um, so Terry got a lot of fame out of that. Well, obviously, that was a long time. It was two years ago, and we just had a 4th of July. But um, he had a, obviously t- didn't have a wheelchair working real well back then. <laughs> um, and so uh, it said that he, he had blamed it on a faulty wheelchair in the infamous video. But on Monday of this week, he got a brand new wheelchair. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, Terry got a freaking brand new wheelchair. And uh, it all became because of the generosity community. So they did a GoFundMe and raised uh, j- just over two weeks after the family started the GoFundMe. Uh, people donated nearly $40,000. Jeez. To Mr. Davis's cause. Jeez. Yeah, so he said, I'm, I'm extremely overjoyed and extremely happy that I had people out there that wanted to help me. Um, and he just, they said he just kept saying unbelievable. Unbelievable. Please tell me he broke in this new wheelchair by going and setting off fireworks and then getting out of there in his new wheelchair. Just just blazing yeah. off. I hope so. Doesn't say it in the article, but I'm gonna believe that it did happen. Um Yeah, it's it it said like and there there's a little bit of this article which I'm not gonna get too much into. Um, but it says up to this point people have been making a profit off of his video and the family hasn't actually seen a dime. So that video he did, which has millions and millions of views. They've actually not seen any money. Other people stole it. Um, and so they, they were talking about like doing some kind of like some sort of like licensing and they can sell the rights to people so they could use it because they don't own it. 
Um, the bummer part for me, just in the marketing world, is that no one stepped up and helped them yeah. license that video correctly, so that they could they could have made yeah. they could have made enough money to easily pay for his wheelchair and a much oh more. for sure. And him and the people in that video deserve to make that money. Um, that's that's one of the few videos that I laugh every time yeah. I see it. It's I'm not like laughing at him. Just the whole situation, like you said, the people in the background. <laughs> and he's yelling, and he, his, yelling. it seems like his posture is great in it too. Um, so yeah, really, uh, kind of crazy, and it's really a little bit of a bummer that they haven't profited off it. Um, but Davis said I, I could have given up a long time ago, but I decided to fight for myself and my family. I want to thank everyone who made this possible for me. So able to get the wheelchair which is awesome. And then the rest of the money from the GoFundMe will go towards uh, retrofitting the house for his new wheelchair and also cool. a new handicap van. Cool. So start kind of getting some of the stuff he needs. So not great. Uh, the people profit off of that and take that video and make money, which is kind of how the internet works. Uh, but good for people rallying behind Terry. So yeah. I was excited when I saw this pop up um, because uh, one of my favorite videos of all time. Yes. Um but it seems like maybe they're two years late on getting Terry in a new wheelchair. Yeah. So he definitely deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he, uh, he probably patiently waited for that. He did. Two but years. This is, uh, people won't be able to obviously see this, but that's Terry. Man. Dude, Terry just, I, even during that video, I feel like he's just always smiling. Dude, he's that, like, seems like the coolest cat. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I, I dig him. I hope his wheelchair is so good. Dude. And he's so good at working it that he just starts his own like fireworks show company and he's just, cruising around in his wheelchair doing his own firework shows now. Yeah. If, you, if you're listening or anybody in, in your camp is listening to this, one, we'd love to help you. But two, start making YouTube videos. Yeah. Because you already have the platform that nobody else has and you could um, you could make a living doing this. So you should definitely do that. Definitely my recommendation. And shout out to the people who stole that and made a lot of money off it and didn't send him any money. Yeah. And probably didn't even contribute to his GoFundMe <sighs> page. Yeah. Probably not. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's all good. It's all good. And Terry got a new wheelchair. He got a new one. And I'm pumped about it. And yeah. I hope it goes 35 miles an hour. Yeah. And I hope that dude's hitting ramps and doing backflips and yeah. having a blast. I bet I bet Terry would try to do that. Just judging from that one video, I bet he would try. Dude, that's the best. I'm going to watch after this. He that's seems like he's just video. living life. Yeah, and enjoying man. it. The man. Good we, headlines, man. Yeah. We spent a, spent a lot of time on that, so I'm going to try and speed through um, my next one. So let's, let's move on to for goodness sake. For goodness sake. All right. For goodness sake, this is a segment where we try to find the good and the bad. Um, again, we don't want to discount anybody's grief. We know there's situations and circumstances that it's hard to find the good in. There might not be any good in it, but we want to try and find, dig out some good and, um, some seemingly uh, bad situations. So um, that's what the segment's dedicated to. I'm going to k- kind of speed through mine since we spent a lot of time yeah. on happy headlines. Um, just so this uh, episode's not too long. But mine is about a... So it's about two classes of burn victims. One's a dog and other is um, humans. Humans who are like severely burned. And then how this dog who was severely burned is helping them. You have a picture um, of the dog. Uh, I didn't save it, but there I can, I can find you a picture later. I think I saw it come through my newsfeed. I didn't read anything, yeah. but I think I saw a picture yeah, you, of the dog. You can for sure tell that the uh, the dog it's on his face. Bur- yes. Okay. Yeah. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. He for sure has some uh, <laughs> some scars from being burned, um, but that didn't define him. I mean, it, that happened to him, and now 
they're using him to help other like human burn victims. So what? Um, two bad situations, humans being severely burned and this dog being burned. Um, so the dog's name is Taka. I probably, I probably butchered his name too. So Taka, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry if I butchered your name too. T-A-K-A, I'm assuming it's Taka. Hopefully Taka's not listening to this and he's like, no, you pronounced my name yeah. my name wrong, bro. We're going to say Taka though. We're saying Taka. He was, ba- he was badly burned in a house fire um, back in October. Um, so I, he's still kind of recovering from that. Um, and But he's about to take a new job. Taka, the dog, is about to take a new job. Okay. He's training to be a therapy dog for other burn victims at a burn center. Um, so two, like... Bad situations, dog being burned, humans being burned. Um, a lot of times people are burning house fires, so it's not only being like burned, but it's also like losing like yeah. their house or a good portion of your house. A lot of trauma. And if you have a family that can like affect your like family and how you're providing for your family. So just a lot of a lot of bad that comes from like these situations. Um, so this dog's owner's name is Crystal Leslie. I'm pretty. I'm pretty confident that I pronounced her name okay. correctly. Yeah, so yeah. said it right. You're welcome, Crystal. Um, she's been. She started out as uh, Taka, the dog's vet. Now she's his owner. Oh, cool. Um, she said it wasn't the smoothest transition um, with her other dogs. Um, she she said that Taka was instigating fights, but now that she's very proud of him, he's a very good dog. So she's training him. She took him in. Um, I'm sure that he had some stuff that he was going through because he it looked like i think he was um didn't have the best home life and i don't want to like put too much of the emphasis of the story on taka because he's a dog and always feel like hopefully i don't get in trouble with PETA, but i always value human lives a lot more than animal lives so i don't want this story to be all about taka but taka is part of the story and he's providing for these human lives um so crystal like seeing like these 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 two worlds of human burden victims and um and and taka and the, the how therapy dogs are such a benefit to people who are who are de- dealing with stuff she kind of connected these two worlds and started training taka she didn't think that was a possibility and then a friend reached out to her and was like hey i think we can uh, train taka to be a therapy dog so um, she went through that whole process, and um, she said that to see that he could be an encouragement or at least a light at the end of the tunnel for a child or anybody that has gone through what he's gone through is what it's all about. So just taking two, it just shows that like two bad situations, you can find the middle ground, find a way to yep. um, reconcile them in order to help people come through it. So yeah. yeah. A lot of, that's it. a lot of, uh, layers to that. And people yeah. helping, I mean, that vet taking on yeah. dog and, um, man, it's beautiful. Yeah. And again, I didn't really have to search for the good on that because it was kind of already written into the story, but yeah, it start, starts off with, um, human burn victims and a dog burn, burn victim. And, just the just the beauty of bringing those two together and how they help each other. Yes, yeah. it's, it's kind of a beautiful story. Yeah, it's a good one. Man, mine uh, kind of got me a little amped. Um, there's this eight year old girl named Ashlyn, and she was awarded the most valuable player for her performance, 
and a tournament in Canada playing baseball. Um, and then after the game, uh, there was some criticism. Uh, one of the parents on their own team told the girl's dad that she should not be playing baseball. She should play softball. Um, and then at tryouts, the coach cut her from the team. She won MVP. People weren't happy. Told her that she should just play softball, not baseball. Um, and I think that it kind of, I think her dad was pretty upset about it. Just a little frustrated. One, she won MVP. Which means. So she's good. Most valuable player. She proved herself. Yeah. And people were mad that she should just be playing softball, not baseball. Um, and her dad said, I was upset, but I didn't let it bother me too much because I think some people sometimes are a little outdated in their thoughts. So he was frustrated, and Ashlyn is a savage. Let me just say that. She didn't care, and then she put out, and I'm going to play this while I'm talking, but she put out a little bit of a highlight reel on Twitter <laughs> oh, of her making these catches in these in these drills. That wasn't a Kent Murphy catch either. That was an actual no, no, no. needed dive. She's running around, and she's tracking this ball so well. Look at this one right here. She's running, running, over the shoulder, full out dive. Catch. Golly. That's savage. Back, that's back-to-back diving catches. Yeah. On, just opposite, complete, on opposite sides of the field. Complete savage. She was told, girls shouldn't play baseball. And then her response is that video. And she just said, girls can do anything. And so, um, kind of got kind of going. Um, family was pretty upset. Um, but yeah, she just kind of was like, hey, I'm going to keep playing baseball. One, because I'm the best. And two, she got to meet her favorite baseball player. Wad Guerrero Jr. Mm. Oh, I think I saw this. Is, yeah. is, do you like go over and pick her up and take a picture with her? Yep. Yeah, I saw this uh, the other day. Yeah, I love the caption on this. It says, um, it's just two young phenoms talking some baseball. That's cool. So, yeah, I thought that was really cool that um, her dad and her posture, um, you know, and I don't think people are, are malicious on purpose. You know, I think that maybe it's outdated thoughts. Maybe it's an insecurity. I don't know. Um but shout out to this eight-year-old girl for getting criticism. Yeah. If I got in criticism when I was eight, poof, see ya. Yeah, I'm out. I'll just shut down. And uh, yeah, she just laced her shoes up and kept rolling. But I laughed out loud when I saw her highlight, the, the clip of her diving. Because one, for an eight-year-old, very athletic. Oh, yeah. For a 17-year-old, very athletic. And so, um, yeah, I think that's cool. It's not just... Uh, she doesn't just have to play softball. She can play what she wants to play. Yeah. And and the cool thing that I love about sports is at the end of the day, there's a lot of politics, a lot of things that fall in place. But if you're good enough, then you, usually you'll make it. Yeah. And so these people that are trying to suppress that, they can't change it. Um, and so shout out to her, an eight-year-old Canadian girl just ripping up the diamond. Yeah. Not caring what people say about her. No. And got you to see, meet Vlad Guerrero Jr. You say something about her? She's coming out with a highlight tape. Oh, yeah. She's gonna laugh at your at your criticism, and come out with a highlight tape showing her diving all over the field making catches. Yeah, she doesn't care. Yeah, after winning MVP, after getting cut, so I was pretty amped about that. But um, good for her and her family. And uh, uh, one quick update: she did. Um, so she got a thrill last year when she got to travel with her family to the Women's Baseball World Cup in Florida to meet members of the of Team Canada. Um, so she's getting to see some role models in front of her doing it. So good for her. Yeah. What's her name again? Ashlyn. Ashlyn. Good job, Ashlyn. I don't know. I don't know if it says her full name. Um, 
but yeah, she is the goat. So yeah. good for her. Keep rolling. Hit some dingers. Yeah. Keep putting out those highlight tapes. Good job. So I guess that's it. Dude. That's it. I had to earn it today. I had to kind of earn it too. Late night. Come home. And then, yeah. Work sucks. I know. She left me roses by the yeah. stairs. Surprise, let me know she cares. Right, let me know she cares. Say it ain't so. Say it ain't so. I will not go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. We should, we should totally try out for American Idol. Um, yeah, we're going to end this. Um, if you guys have anything, any stories about your life, about people around you that are good, if you see somebody that um, isn't getting the recognition that you think they deserve, yeah. send your stories, send your kudos to the people around you to listen to the good yep. at gmail.com, and we will feature them on the podcast in this in this uh, last segment that we're, that we're wanting to uh, to launch. We're trying to compile some of these and bank back enough that, that we can start doing this segment. So, yeah, any stories or recognition of people that you think deserve recognition, send it to listen to the good at gmail.com. We're going to get out of here. We are going to enjoy the rest of our Friday. We hope you guys enjoy your Monday or whenever you listen to this. If you listen on Tuesday or Wednesday, we hope you enjoy that day too. Yeah. Just enjoy your week. Um, and as always, be on the lookout for the good. 